We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Welcome to the BCP podcast. I am James BCP, Black Conservative Patriot. This is our last episode of the year 2023. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. A big hug to all of y'all. Most of this year, I've had this new introduction where every single episode, with very rare exception, we remind the listener and the viewer that Joe Biden admitted before the stolen election of 2020 that they were going to steal the election of 2020, that they had a very comprehensive way of doing that. And that's what they did. And I have not backed down since the very first episode of this show on March 1st, 2021 in emphatically reminding you that you are not crazy. The election of 2020 was stolen. President Trump was with John Solomon the other day, and he once again verified and validated this. Not only was the election of 2020 stolen, but we were given a Manchurian candidate in Joe Biden. This president is incompetent. He has no clue. And he's probably a Manchurian candidate. He's probably totally compromised. You know, he accepts money from so many countries. So maybe he accepted money from these countries. So he doesn't want to do anything about it because they know more than any accountant is going to be able to find out. But he is a Manchurian candidate. A Manchurian candidate controlled by globalists, the deep state, China, and really just a puppet for the George Soros, Barack Hussein Obama clique of the D.C. establishment. Folks, um, I have actually two other introductions for the show, but I don't feel I'm going to retire this introduction. Maybe we'll remix it or something. But as we go into 2024, all hell is going to break loose. They are going to try everything to keep President Trump off of the ballot. This is the honest truth. They are going to do anything they can to keep him off. And I think it's time we open our eyes to this insidious game that's being played. I'm deeply worried, but I'm worried that I'm right about this, that what we're seeing right now, this isn't the end of the road. This is just the beginning of what they're planning to pull in 2024. And you mark my words on that. This is a system that has decided by hell or high water at one cost or another, they will eliminate this man from contention in this election. You see that happening Colorado two days ago, Maine today. You wait for what's happening in 2024 and I'm worried for this country. In 2024, come on, let's, let's be honest here. Their character assassination hasn't worked. Hoaxes haven't worked. 
sham impeachment hasn't worked. 91 sham indictments haven't worked. Trying to kick him off the ballot hasn't worked. Assassination attempts. There have been, I'm sure, several that we're not privy to. They're going to try to take President Trump out. Look, I want to go to every Trump rally that I can possibly go to in 2024. But I, I, I just wish that President Trump would actually go the Biden route, not of cheating and stealing the election, but of running a basement campaign. I am scared to death for President Trump. Now, some folks, and rightfully so, as a Christian, are saying, James, do not be fearful and what have you. But I'm a realist here, folks. We don't just go, oh, we'll leave it in God's hands and don't do our part. That would be uh, lazy. James says in the New Testament in the Bible that faith without works is dead. To show our faith by our works. So, yes, I am praying for President Trump. We pray for President Trump and his safety every day as a family. But also, you know... I, I really hope that President Trump curbs and curtails his public appearances and really beefs up his security. We are getting into desperation mode. Now, we are here at the new year, going into 2024. There are all kinds of alerts for terror threats. New York City with the big Times Square event. And I'm seeing other news uh, in Paris. Threats of terrorism. Now, wouldn't that be a, 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 wouldn't that be a, a hell of a, a, a start to the new year? And I'm praying it doesn't happen, but that we start having terror attacks, plural, all over the place to put us in fear, and then oh no no, it's too dangerous to go vote. We need you to turn in your mail-in ballots. Now, like I mentioned, there's terror attack warnings, not just in the United States, but also uh, in Paris. Now, on the last episode, I I told you there was three things I wanted to cover. So let me just get into that right now. One of the one things I want to cover are how they are literally using young girls and pedophilistic tendencies to attract jihadists to the Western world. Let me show you what I'm talking about. This is absolutely, this is in your face. This is in your face. They're not even trying to hide what they're trying to do here. Am I? Hello and welcome to Wales. We understand being a refugee isn't easy. They go through so much. Fleeing your country is difficult, but Wales wants to help you feel welcome. The Welsh Refugee Council is here to help you. You can contact them here. Okay, this is not going to be politically correct, but let's call a spade a spade. You have the Welsh government using 14-year-old schoolgirls in schoolgirl uniforms to welcome refugee men to Wales. Now, where are these refugees coming from? Very, very Islamic and Muslim countries. They're coming from the Middle East and Africa. Where culturally, they're not aligned with Western culture when it comes to the 
raping an attraction to young girls and uh, prepubescent to pubescent girls. And that's not a race thing, folks, because guess what Washington, D.C. is full of? White American pedophiles, black pedophiles, American pedophiles of all color and shades and ages and, and genders. There's only two genders, by the way. But there are D.C. women as well who are into little girls and little boys. It's absolutely disgusting. Wales knows this. They want cheap labor. They want, uh, they want to attract refugees from Africa and the Middle East to Wales. So they literally are offering up a welcome committee video of young teenage girls in schoolgirls uniform. Wales is seen as a nation of sanctuary. We welcome anyone and everyone. We recognize your skills and talent. The Welsh Refugee Council offers a lot of support, including... ESOL classes, which means English for speakers for other languages. It may be hard to learn our language, so we offer support. Employment. You may feel stressed about employment, but we can help. They help you to apply for bank accounts, child benefits, and they can help with housing. It's very important to have a warm place that you can call home. Education. Children have the right to education. Play for children. We know how important it is for children to socialise. Help finding doctors. It's extremely important to have... Healthcare. Who's paying for all of this? Of course, the taxpayer. The Welsh Labour government are using your tax money not just to do virtuous signalling, but actually to do harm, to go against your interest as British people. They are now using children, yes, teenage girls, school girls, to do a promo to attract more migrants, specifically illegal migrants, who are mostly young, healthy men from the Middle East and North Africa, to go to Wales. Because we're going to be, going to be giving them a lot of things for free, and uh, there's a lot of a happy and welcoming environment. And somehow they're using children. The Welsh Labour government used taxpayer dollars to use underage girls to attract military-age illegal migrant men from Africa and the Middle East to Wales. The promo video, as I showed you, started with two minor teen girls greeting the refugees, letting them know that they would be arriving at a welcoming environment. Maybe they think they're going to get welcomed by these same young girls. Who knows? We're not talking about the highest IQ of cheap labor. Fleeing your country is difficult, but Wales wants you to feel welcome. Not only this, but Wales offers free education and health There are many job opportunities here in Wales. IKEA works closely with the Welsh Refugee Council, providing jobs for refugees that come from all over the world. On the screen now are some basic Welsh phrases. Shemai. Hello. Borda. Good morning. Prenanda. Good afternoon. Nosta. Good night. Sitoiti. How are you? We understand that you have been through a lot, and that is why the Welsh Refugee Council is here to help you. Thank you for listening. This is absolutely disgusting. The Welsh Refugee Council. Using children, this is on one simple level, obviously it's the, the political grooming of these kids to, and they're going to schools and making sure that they are, they are participating because so that they could be progressive as well, right? This is a worldwide problem because the globalists are trying to destroy our Western culture everywhere. These girls are reading a script in school because whether it's in the UK or the United States, they are grooming our children to be sex objects for perverts. 
and they are indoctrinating them with progressive ideals. Now, just like in the United States, where we're offering all these free services for immigrants, by the way, Gavin Newsom and California, where I currently am for the holidays, I'll be back in Utah in a few weeks, now free health care for illegal aliens. Also starting January 1st, California will become the first state in the nation to offer health insurance to undocumented immigrants. Under the expansion, more than 700,000 people between the ages of 26 and 49 will be eligible for Medi-Cal. Immigrant rights advocates call the expansion of health care for undocumented immigrants a major milestone in California. This is a really major step in in California. Advocates for immigrant rights are celebrating a monumental victory in the fight for more inclusive health care. Yeah, I'm so grateful again. I think it's really, really important to uh, think about how big of a precedent this is for the entire nation. See, this is this is a globalist agenda. It really is. And we're seeing this happen in Wales, where according to the Welsh and other citizens of the UK, they were already having a problem with health care and education for their own citizens. For those United States, does this sound familiar? Second issue, uh, next issue is about, about the fact that they're saying anybody and everybody is welcome in Wales. Is this the same Welsh Labour government who've been struggling with health care and education for Welsh people across Wales? They don't have enough resources to help their own people, yet somehow they are generous for everybody else to come? I think Christina Layla over at the Gateway Pundit had a great question here in her reporting of this. The teen girls promised refugees all kinds of free programs, such as helping applying for bank accounts, medical benefits, education, English lessons, and help finding doctors. Why is the Welsh government using minor teen girls to entice military-aged men from countries with no rape laws to join them in Wales? This is disgusting and this needs to be talked about by the media now let me be honest and transparent as i always am trust me the irony of a black man a conservative myself james aka bcp black conservative patriot fear-mongering that the hoarding invaders of africa and middle east are going to rape our women is reminiscent of the fear-mongering of the kkk in the South and through other parts of the United States. You know, the KKK being the enforcement brown shirt Stasi arm of the Democrat Party. Trust me, the irony isn't lost. But this isn't fear-mongering for fear-mongering's sake. Look at what's happened in Germany with these rape gangs from these same countries and these same types of people. The problem isn't just that these people are coming where there are no rape laws, where they do not respect women's rights. So funny that the progressives are all about bringing in hordes of military-aged men that do not respect the progressive rights that they so espouse. I mean, there's, even cogn- there's not even cognitive dissonance in these people. They're, they are this brainwashed and stupid that I don't even think there's cognitive dissonance in many of these people where they're like for gender equality and LGBTQIA and, you know, free Hamas and screw Israel and, um, you know, free Palestine and, and, and gays and trans for, uh, for Hamas. Like they're just that many of them, unfortunately are just that stupid and brainwashed. 
there's not even cognitive dissonance there. They don't even know what they're saying. They don't even understand what's going on. But we don't have to fear monger based on anecdotal things or or or, or just fear mongering out of hatred itself. All we have to look at what's happening right now, what's happened in Europe with these rape gangs and what happened in Israel during the Hamas attack. Here's an article from the New York Times uh, a couple days ago. Screams without words, how Hamas weaponized sexual violence on October 7th. Now, I'm not going to go through details, but these are the harrowing experiences of women who were raped and brutalized by Hamas and kept as sexual prisoner hostages while all of this was going on. But here's a taste of some of the brutality that not just Wales wants to import, but what the United States and others are actively importing right now. A Palestinian Islamic Jihad terrorist captured in Gaza admitted during questioning that he participated in the massacre on October 7th and his squad committed rape and then murdered victims during the massacre. Serious sexual offenses were part of the method Hamas and other terrorist groups utilized in the massacre on October 7th. Israel's top national police unit collected evidence of dozens of cases of sexual offenses and sexual abuse from investigations of the terrorists and the collection of survivor testimonies. A survivor of the massacre recently testified to police about a rape she saw with her own eyes and her testimony was verified by another survivor who was close to her. I understand that he raped her. Then they gave her to someone else. She was alive and finally he shot her. Some of the terrorists said in their investigation that they received permission to abuse corpses to create fear in Israeli society. On, chap- on Channel 11, testimonies were revealed that were provided um, to a talk show. Two witnesses who saw and heard the atrocities and decided to speak about it now for the first time and openly. One of them, Raz, a discharged officer who participated in the Nova Festival, said a white car carried a, a, a white car arrived and five terrorists exited out of it. They stood in a semicircle around her, grabbing her by force so she wouldn't move. It happened 30 or 40 meters from us. There was a lot of movement. A lot of movement. He raped her. I looked to see that the girl is no longer moving, but the terrorist still continues to rape her. It was impossible to help her. I couldn't do anything. I wish I had a weapon and I could help, he said. Uh, after his appearance on TV, he gave evidence to the police, become the first witness to openly describe the acts of rape he witnessed on October 7th. Uh, the New York Times published evidence of Hamas's sexual violence. I showed that. Uh, we didn't go through the article. Uh, but it was at the same day as this other report was published and is corroborating evidence of these mass rapes committed by these people. Video evidence verified by the New York Times included a woman in a black dress lying on her back, dress torn, legs spread, vagina exposed, with a face burnt beyond recognition. The Times also sourced Israeli police officials saying they believe that uh, this person was raped. The attacks on women were a part of a broader pattern of gender-based violence on October 7th and were not isolated events. The investigation utilized photographs, GPS data, video footage from interviews on mobile phones and interviews with more than 150 people. Interviews were conducted with witnesses, medical personnel, soldiers, and rape counselors. The investigation showed seven locations where Israeli women were raped or mutilated. The Times received testimony from witnesses describing in graphic detail seeing the rape and murder of women along Highway 232 near Gaza, which is the same highway where Abdush's half-naked body was found. Interviews with soldiers and medics revealed the discovery of more than 30 bodies of women near the Nova Music Festival, 
where like in the case of Abdush, their clothes were off, their legs were spread, and they had signs of abuse in their genital areas. The Israeli military told the Times about two Israeli soldiers at a base near Gaza who were probably shot directly in their vaginas. Just reading this, I feel sick. Uh, but this is the evil that is uh, that these terrorists participate in, and they're we're welcoming them. Uh, we, we've had them with wel- welcome and open arms via a porous southern border to our south, and Wales is enticing more of these types of barbarians by offering up their fourteen-year-old girls. This is not a uh, a fear monger. For fear-mongering sakes, this is what we have to deal with. Now, I also told you in the last episode that I would share with you some of the horrors. I guess I should have ended this year with a happy episode. A lot of people are, are doing that. I'm just bringing you the news, folks. I'm bringing you the news as we are sitting here on the eve of New Year's Eve and... Possibly uh, we may see a terrorist attack. I hope not. Maybe not. Probably not. But there is a strong possibility. Because our porous border has made it possible for these types of people to infiltrate our country. Democratic Michigan Congresswoman Debbie Dingell is joining us now from Washington, D.C. Then what we see is the sensational of the criminals that are coming over and then have done something horrific. We have to really have a tight definition of what that is. That was a Democrat talking about the horrific stuff done by criminals coming across the border. So let me give you a few tales of what they've done. This is why we want the border closed. One of many reasons. There's economic reasons. But crime and safety, not even talking about national security. We're talking about just, you know, obviously it's, it's a crime to commit a terrorist act. But even non-terrorist act crimes. And this is something that President Trump realized in 2015 and 2016 when he ran. With close the border and stop the rapists and the murderers coming through the illegal criminal elements putting aside the fact that illegally entering into the country is a criminal act in in and of itself. Let's look at some of these. I'm sorry, folks. If you're looking for a warm fuzzy to end the year, I'm sorry to have disappointed you. Let's look at reality, though. We're big boys and girls around here, right? No false sense of security. This is what has happened because of our porous border in 2023 uh, and other years recently. Because of Joe Biden. Let's start off with this. In August, 35-year-old illegal alien Armanio Joseph of Haiti was driving a Honda Odyssey minivan when he hit a Northwestern local school bus that was full of children in Clark County, Ohio. The bus, as a result of the crash, flipped and 11-year-old Aiden Clark was ejected. That was the first day of school for Aiden. Um, And he was killed by illegal alien Joseph from Haiti. Uh, This is St. John's County Sergeant Michael Kunovich, 52 years old. In May, 18-year-old illegal alien uh, Aguilar Mendez of Guatemala uh, caused his death after a struggle between the two. That was a result of uh, Aguilar Mendez not not cooperating with the police. Following the struggle, Kunovich collapsed to the ground. First responders administered life-saving measures, but he was pronounced dead after being rushed to a nearby hospital. How about Lisbeth Medina, 16-year-old? 
Uh, in December this month, 16-year-old Lizbeth Medina was supposed to perform in a local Christmas parade with her cheer squad at Edna High School. She didn't show up. She was later found dead in the bathtub of her home by her mother. Uh, a police have accused illegal alien Rafael Romero of murdering Lizbeth. Uh, here's a black woman. And I mention this because this is a problem for all of us. We see here uh, a, 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 a white young boy. We see a police officer, a white male. We see a Hispanic Latina killed. Now we have uh, Miss Gilbert, 46 years old. Uh, in April, 33-year-old Juan Leonardo Parra Altimarano of Ecuador allegedly caused a deadly crash that left 46-year-old uh, black queen Erfaro Gilbert burning to death in her vehicle. Can you imagine burning to death in your vehicle? But he did nothing. Not only did she die burning in her vehicle, which has to be the most horrible, burning alive has to be one of the most horrible deaths, but it could have been prevented. He did nothing about it. He could have saved my wife's life, but he didn't choose to. Angel's husband, Jean-Marie, told local media at the time, their five-year-old son is still waiting for his mom to come home. How about Kayla Hamilton, 12, 20 years old? One of the year's most publicized murder cases occurred in, in July of last year when 20-year-old Kayla Marie Hamilton was found dead in a residence in Aberdeen, Maryland. In January of that year, police got a major break in the case when they arrested a 17-year-old illegal alien MS-13 gang member from El Salvador. Maria Rios, 57 years old, in February, 34-year-old illegal alien Carlos Lara uh, Balcazar was charged with murdering 57-year-old Maria Rios a mother of three daughters and grandmother to two to four children. Ian Mateo Garcia, six years old. He was in a parking lot of the North Dakota apartment complex where his family lived when he was struck by a 19-year-old illegal alien who was speeding. Uh, Montoya, who was convicted in September, will serve just five years in prison for Garcia's death. He was driving so fast that even as Garcia was warned to jump out of harm's way, he did not have time. After hitting and killing Garcia, Montoya fled the scene. His family had recently moved to North Dakota illegally from Guatemala. Diane Hill Luckett, another black woman. My black queens need to stop siding with the leftists and the Oprah border people who are killing our queens. In June, 68-year-old Diane Hill Luckett, a mother of three and grandmother of five, was driving Wichita Falls, Texas, when 37-year-old illegal alien Anastasio Bamon Mendoza struck her SUV after allegedly failing to stop at a red light. She was rushed to a hospital, but succumbed to her injuries a week later. Maria Gonzalez, 11 years old. In August, 18-year-old Juan Carlos was arrested in Pasadena, Texas for raping 11-year-old Maria Gonzalez before strangling her and stuffing her lifeless body into a laundry basket Then he, that he then allegedly hid under her bed. Sick. Absolutely sick. And they want to bring more of these people into our country. We can't allow them. Okay, we're going into 2024. The next episode will be in 2024. The numbering of the episodes will change. Uh, generally, what I was doing is because the show started on March 1st, 2021. Everything from March 1st, 2021 to uh, February 28th, of 2022 
that was season one. And then March 1st, we'll start the new season. I'm going to keep it very simple. The first number will represent the year and the next numbers will represent the episode for that year. So the first episode, the next episode you'll see will be episode 401. That'll be season four, episode one of season four. The seasons will now start at the beginning of the year just to make it easier. And also makes it easy because 2024, at least for the next nine years of the show or next, excuse me, five years of the show to 2029, it'll be very easy because season nine will be 2029. So that'll make it very easy. As far as what I'm going to do in the show, let me just let you know that the format of the show is not going to change. I'm still going to be doing this show five days a week. We will have me doing analysis and news uh, as I have been doing, but I will be also adding to and having guests on the show interviews. Some of them will be segments as part of a regular episode. So we may have 15, 20, 30 minutes of news reporting and analysis, and then part of the episode or an addition to that in the episode will be interviews and conversations uh, with newsmakers and, uh, and, and guests. Some will be long format where the whole episode will be with the guests. It'll be mix, It'll be a mix, but I'm not changing the format of the show. This will be primarily a news and analysis show. And I will not stop letting people know that 2020 was stolen election that the COVID-19 sickness was used to steal that election and that the supposed COVID-19 vaccine was a bioweapon and that they're trying to do the same thing in 2024 by stealing our election again, by trying to kill or imprison Donald John Trump, our 45th and beloved and duly elected president in 2016 and 2020. And we're going to be reporting on how we can stop that. So I will, we will have some guests in the coming weeks. Patrick Byrne has agreed agreed to be on Uh, Lieutenant General Michael Flynn. We've got some um, other folks that are making the news that I'm I'm excited about. Uh, Someone uh, running against a very evil politician uh, that uh, is going to be coming on the show. Uh, Also have uh, someone related to a very historic uh, black figure in history that's going to be coming on. So I'm excited about what we have uh, coming on the several weeks. But Rest assured, I'm not going to be changing the basic structure of this show and actually will be enhancing it throughout 2024. I'm looking forward to it. Big hug to all of you. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Three Kings Day for those of us who celebrate uh, Epiphany on January 6th. We'll be back uh, before then. Uh, The show will reconvene on January 2nd or January 3rd. I will also be on the Quite Frankly podcast on January 2nd uh, for those that want to catch it. I will see you on the other side on episode 401. Until then, please receive a big, warm, full of love and optimism that we are going to win in 2024 from myself and Mrs. BCP. We'll see you on the other side. We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics.